God, we engage with you tonight. The word says if you draw near to him, he's going to draw near to you. Hallelujah. So, Father, we choose to draw near to you. As you continue to draw near to God, and as, as he continues to draw near to you, things in our lives start to change. Hallelujah. Angels are being dispatched. Angels are coming into your life as you have given your life to God, as, as you have chosen to choose the path of righteousness. There's angels being dispatched on the behalf of God. And all of a sudden, life starts to be lighter. The heaviness of life, the confusion of life. There is mass confusion out there. There's craziness out there. But God, we choose to put our trust in you. When you put your trust in him, that means if to the level you could put your trust in God, hallelujah, is the level of freedom that you're going to have in your life. Not a physical freedom, but an actual freedom that when you're in actual jail, you still have joy in your heart. Hallelujah. That regardless of the circumstance, there might even be a death in the family. It doesn't even matter when you have God in your life, when you trust Him with all of your heart. Hallelujah. You can, that is the, the, the truest form of joy is when you face persecution and there's still joy that's bubbling up in your heart. Hallelujah. And when you can thank God in the hard times, it's easy to thank Him in the good times. Amen? Yeah. Everybody can thank God in the good times. But I want to challenge you guys to thank God in the hard times. Praise Him not only for what He did in your life, but praise Him for what He's about to do. Hallelujah. Woo, come on. Because he's about to do amazing things. He says in his word that he's going to do abundantly above all you can ask for or think or imagine. That is the promise of God. That when you start living in him, when you start tapping into the vein of God. Hallelujah. When you're tapped into the vine, he's the vine dresser. And the vine, hallelujah, there's, there's a vine. When you're tapped in, you can actually get all the nutrients of heaven in your life. Hallelujah. We take care of our, our bodies. Not everybody, but we try to take, well, you know, we brush our teeth, we do all that. But we, we a lot of times, we, have, we like, don't take care of our souls and our spirit. Hallelujah. God is wanting us to have a spiritual shower. Like a minty, fresh, hallelujah, anointing from heaven that comes and refreshes you from all the heaviness of life. I've actually had a, uh, <laughs> one of our, our grandmas from the church, her name's Audrey, and one time she actually, uh, we were praying in the circle. How many know that when you're praying in the circle, things start happening? When you pray in a circle, things start happening in our lives. So I'm here, okay, we're praying, and this grandma, like, she's a grandma, and she, like, puts her hand right here on me, like, she laid hands on me, and I kid you not, I felt mint come out of her hand. 
Like supernatural healing power of God actually come out of her head. Come on. Let's get excited for the things of God because there's nothing else that's going to excite me. Whatever this world has to offer is, is dim. It's not that great, trust me, compared to what the kingdom of God gives you. When you start seeing miracles, when you actually start living in the spirit, when God starts giving you dreams and visions in the night season, hallelujah. When he starts showing you, actually I had a dream a couple nights ago where I was in a field and there was like all these people coming in. It was crazy. They were just coming in and coming in. And all I could think was the landlord's going to get mad at me because we're only allowed 50. That's all I could think in my dream. <laughs> and then I woke up and I was like, wow, that was amazing. Thank you, God. There is a, a, a harvest of people. A harvest of people. People, I know this sound, might sound funny. People are like food. You need people. They give you sustenance. They give you energy. Can I hear him in tonight? Come on. You can't hide yourself in a corner and think everything's going to be okay. It doesn't work like that. The harvest is coming. It's actually, it's actually food for our spirit man. Seeing people set free, seeing lives transformed will actually push you forward in life. Will actually make you excited to wake up in the morning. We are wants to be more excited. <laughs> Let the joy of the Lord bubble up inside of you. So uh, maybe we're going to do the offering right now. So Bora, do you have the basket? Hallelujah. So uh, there should be some envelopes kind of kicking around. And uh, feel free to put your name on there if you want to have a tax receipt. And there's also a debit machine back there. Hallelujah. If you want to do a donation with that, you take Visa and... MasterCard, American Express, Discover Card, you know. Do you, do you do debit? We do debit, oh, yes. Okay, I do debit. So we're actually seeing God move right now. Who needs a who needs a financial breakthrough? I'm, I'm just gonna put it out there. If, when you start sowing, when you when you actually tithe, you get breakthrough. When you give 10% of your gross income, you actually get breakthrough. I, I have never, it says, I've never seen the children of God begging for bread. That's what the Bible says. Hallelujah. I've never seen a child of God begging for bread. Hallelujah, because he takes care of you. It's a spiritual principle. And I, I do it because I know it's working for me. I'm seeing, I'm seeing God prosper our lives. Hallelujah. I've been feeling so free in my life. I had, to, I had to fight. I had to fight through a lot of problems. Hallelujah. You guys know what I'm talking about? Who's, who here has been through a little fight? A few boxing matches. <laughs> like, God, I'm just going to rest in you. I'm just going to do my part. And I'm going to watch you do your part. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thankful. When you're thankful, it invites God's presence. Thankfulness actually invites angels in your life. I believe that. 
You see, because angels actually, they go, like the things that you can't accomplish in, in your flesh, like go and talk to someone that you've been arguing with for a while, the angel can actually cause that person to change their lives, and then they call you, and all of a sudden something that was out of your reach starts happening. Come on. Man, I feel like I'm preaching the microphone tonight. <laughs> okay. Okay, so anyways, that, uh, the offering, anyways, the basket's going to be somewhere. Feel free to put your thing there. It's going to be there for the rest of the service. Hallelujah. So why don't we, uh, let's give Gigi a round of applause and the worship team. <laughs> High five. Yes. Man, I'm happy that the uh, life is starting to look a little bit more normal. Who's excited for that? Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for normal life, but it's not going to go back to normal. So uh, tonight, I have a message, and I felt like the Lord was showing me something about, you know, how we're, we're dealing with all of these problems with racism, hallelujah, we're, we're dealing with uh, this COVID-19 situation, it's a little bit crazy. We're we're in a we're in a crazy place in history. You're a history maker. Who wants to be a history maker? Who wants to make a mark, leave a mark for the positive on this earth? That when they're gone, people remember them for something good that they did. Hallelujah. Who wants to leave a legacy? Yes. And bless the generations. You're supposed to bless all the generations under you. So there's nothing wrong about actually being blessed with finances. There's nothing wrong with that. You're supposed to leave an inheritance. Hallelujah. I'm praying for that. God, I want to leave an inheritance. I'm working on it. I think I got like 10 bucks. <laughs> I, got, I got some receipts in my wallet. They're pretty nice. I owe you. So it got me thinking, like, this virus is, it's kind of like an influenza, right? You guys know what I'm talking about? Yep. Influenza. And I started thinking, what, what, is that, what does that mean, influenza? It sounds a little bit like influence. It's something that's outside of our body that's trying to make its way inside of us. It's, it's, it's causing an, an exterior enemy trying to influence. An influenza is trying to cause you to be sick. Okay? So we're going to look at that tonight. And I actually looked at the word fluence. What does fluence mean? Influence. And I looked at it in the dictionary and it says, mysterious, magical, or hypnotic power. <laughs> Influence, there's a flow. There's something that's trying to flow into you. It's a flow that's coming into you. Okay? So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to bring this up because I think it's important that 
I, I can almost guarantee you every single problem you've ever had in your life, most of them, stems from a negative influence that came along and got you to think different. How, how many know that babies are not racist when they, they're born? They had to be taught to be racist. There had to be an influence that came in to change their thought process. Hallelujah. Sin is a sickness. The enemy tries to influence you and make you sick with sin. Hallelujah. Because sin creates disorder in our lives. It creates chaos. <coughs> Hallelujah. And you know what? You can still have something that looks like chaos when you're a believer. But you, instead of being like, like freaking out, you can actually stay peaceful. And it's being in the eye of the storm. Any Christians here have been in the eye of the storm? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's like... Everything around you, like Jesus is sleeping on the boat. And like there's waves crashing. There's all kinds of things happening out there. There's the COVID-19, the racism. All kinds of things happening. But how many know that with Jesus, come on, this is good. With Jesus, come on guys, hallelujah. I feel like you guys are sleeping tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. We got it. Like we got to Like okay. There, let, let me just say this. Okay. When when there's when there's a worship leader, like let's say there's a worship leader up there worshiping, and 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 your hunger will actually stir his anointing to actually start giving you more of the anointing that's on his life. Do, do you guys follow what I'm yeah. saying? So you guys, you guys got to pull this word out of me. I know it sounds funny. You got to pull it out of me. Maybe one amen. Maybe one. Okay, okay I'm going to take that one. I'm going to put it in the lock. I'm going to lock it up. I'm going to save it for later. Yeah. <laughs> amen. Woo, I got one. It's like Facebook likes that guy. <laughs> How many Facebook likes did I put? I didn't get one yet. It's been five minutes. I'm going to delete that post. Anybody ever done that? <laughs> okay, let's get right into this. Okay, take out your Bibles. James chapter 3, verse 4. Hallelujah. Number one. Okay, so we're looking at Keys in understanding the importance of influence. Keys in understanding the importance that influence plays in your life. Okay? Number one, the tongue is the greatest so contaminator. It's the greatest uh, contaminator of negative influence. Like the tongue is what can actually like create all these problems even like a tweet or whatever. One tweet can cause a lot of storms. You guys with me? Oh, yeah. The wrong person that tweets the wrong thing 
could create an actual war? Like World War Seven? So let's read it. Verse 5. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire, a wor world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. Oh, that's pretty, that's pretty strong. What does that mean? It means that you're making your way through life with the ability that you have to use your tongue. It's either going to get you in trouble or it's either going to serve God and serve the kingdom of God and create peace in your life. Hallelujah. So, here's what we can actually start doing. Is we can, we can bring ourselves into an environment, okay, where, where there's so much negativity, where everybody's cussing, where everybody's angry, where everybody's saying negative things all the time, and what starts happening? It's, it influences you, right? What does it say? It actually corrupts the whole body. Like that negative energy is actually vibrating in your, in your body. And it's actually corrupting the cells and the DNA within it. A lot, like a lot of times, if we're spewing out negativity, if we're always mocking people, if we're always uh, trying to fight, hallelujah, what it's doing, we're... We're hearing that, and it's vibrating in our bodies, and it's corrupting our bodies. It's setting a fire of argument. It's setting a fire of bitterness. So we're going to look at how, how do we actually deal with that? How do, we, how do we keep our bodies away from being corrupted? Hallelujah. Like, I, I, I want to stay healthy for the rest of my life. Do you know that God can heal you of any sickness? He can actually heal you. But you know what? You can actually get healed and lose your healing. If you keep living in negativity and holding bitterness, and, like it's been proven by doctors that anger and resentment and bitterness and frustration that we hold into our hearts will actually cause us to be sick. And, and it's like, okay, well, I'm seeing like, uh, like we're treating what's happening on the outside, but we're not going in and treating the core of the issue. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, like, there needs to be a company of Jesus doctors out there that walk around laying hands on people and actually getting to the core of the issue. God can show you I've actually seen uh, this one lady. She had a stomach problem. Hallelujah. And, and God showed me that she was angry at her ex. Very angry. And she couldn't even drink. She couldn't even... Like, imagine not being able to eat food. Like, 
Uh, like, you can't go to Dairy Queen? Like, <laughs> like no chili cheese fries? <laughs> no wiener schnitzel? <laughs> no poutine? said, come, here, sit down at the table. And that, this, is, this is actually a regular day that we do a ministry here. This lady just walked in. I said, come, sit down at the table. And I started talking to her. And God showed me. I said, are you, are you angry at someone, like really angry? She's like, yeah, like I've been holding, like this person really screwed me over. And so, so I started like, ministering into that and I said why I want you to just I want you to just declare I want you to forgive that person can you say it I want you to mean it can you mean that can you actually let it go because holding on to it's not going to help you and then she like let it go and I started praying for her and then the next couple days she came back and she's like you know what I, I like was able to like eat she got healed can, let's give Jesus a hand yeah. You see, it's not always as simple as just laying hands on someone and saying, be healed. Sometimes there's a little bit, of, God was going to show you, because God wants to actually, He doesn't necessarily just want to heal her stomach. He wants to heal what's causing the stomach pain, which is the root issue. It's what's underneath. It's the bitterness. It's the anger. Hallelujah. And some people actually get healed and they don't realize that they got healed because they let go of some bitterness. And that's very dangerous. Because it's a wide open door for it to come back. Like, I, I don't know, man. When I get healed, I want to keep my healing. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. My God wants to heal a lot of things in our lives. He wants to heal relationships. Man, let me tell you, it's almost impossible to have everything going on right at the same time. Has that ever happened to someone? <laughs> you know, it's like the spinning plates, right? You're spinning one plate, and then that plate starts being wobbly. You start spinning that plate. That plate starts getting wobbly. Hallelujah. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And then you have kids, and God just puts ten more plates. And then you're like... <laughs> and then you start a ministry, and it's like... You start a business? <laughs> it's fun though, right? That's why God gives you grace. He's going to give you more plates when you're ready for it. Hallelujah. Your job is to get ready for the extra plates. Because when you're ready for the extra plates, He's going to give them to you. Hallelujah. He's got all kinds of good things for you. So it says, verse 9. It says, all the, all the kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. <laughs> it is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about. The influence. The influence is like poison. Sin is poison. So, so the longer we actually stay in an environment that is filled with sin, and you can say, well, I, I got a ministry to the bar. Well, I don't know about that. Like, 
like that's not the best place to do ministry, especially if you used to have a drinking problem. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, I got I got a ministry here. <laughs> preserve your body, preserve your spirit. That's why I don't listen to the news. I don't go in the dark, uh, deep, dark things of YouTube. Who's with me? Come on. Yeah. I stay away from there. Because that thing's get, they're like little things that try to get on you. Like little yeah. sucky dry and like make you par paranoid and anxiety. and Hallelujah. So, so what do we do? Is we, we like, we close our gates, which is our ears and our eyes. And we shut off the things that are evil. Hallelujah. Because it corrupts our body. It corrupts our thinking. It corrupts our brain. And next thing you know, you're not understanding why life is so hard and you got married and you, you, you it's, it's falling apart. is because there's mechanisms in your brain that have been like put there by this poison. Hallelujah. And now you're actually seeing this person like, like not with the right lens. Hallelujah. You're not seeing your wife like in the right lens of how God has created you to see that person. Hallelujah. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings. So, who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? So, so what is this saying? There's a, there's a place called the windowsill. <laughs> it means I'm, I'm, I'm not in Christian land, and I'm not in like crazy deep dark YouTube land. I'm like right in the middle. I'm just like, you're going to go fishing over here? <laughs> right? You can't have fresh water mixed with bad water because that's going to contaminate. It actually says that one dead fly in the perfume actually wrecks the perfume. Hallelujah. That's why when I, when I, like, I don't, I don't want to live a pure and righteous life because I'm actually like, scared of punishment and things like that that's not that's not my motivation my motivation for living a pure and holy life is actually first of all when i wake up i feel better i got a lot more excitement in my spirit i i can smell the roses i i don't have to hide i can show up at church and not feel like people are looking at me weird because they're actually not come on yeah hallelujah and then, and then what starts happening is there, there's fresh winter breeze that comes over your life. Who likes a, not, not a, not a Quebec one, like a, you know. <laughs> Just fresh, like a fresh, maybe a fresh summer breeze. Like something that, you know, comes over you and refreshes you on a hot summer day, like. Like, that's the presence of God that comes over you when you're worshiping Him. And you're not hiding like Adam and Eve after they, they ate of the tree, right? What happened when they ate of the tree, when they sinned, is that they were hiding from God. And, you, and then we actually, what we start doing is we start making up excuses to not like Christians. 
Hallelujah. Because it makes us feel better about our sin. Hallelujah. Come on. Who's with me? Because we don't like that goodness. We don't like the holiness. We don't like the righteousness. Because we don't understand it. Hallelujah. God makes us holy. He wants us to live a life of purity. Come on. Man, I, I know this is like not a hallelujah message. Maybe an amen message. I don't know. <laughs> Come on, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> Verse 13, who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life. Okay, so we're in James chapter 3, verse 13. By their deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. That means they, they actually, when they did something, they thought about it first, and then they did it. Like they're conscious of the, uh, the repercussions of every action that they make. And you might say, well, that, that's like such conscious living. Like, that's so hard. Well, it's not as hard as the consequence of not making wise choices. Come on, who's with me? Be, and then what starts happening is you start tapping into the voice of God. And then, and then you don't even have to, like, flex about it. You, gotta, you don't got to flex your spiritual ear muscle anymore. It's just automatic. It comes to the point where you don't even need to hear from God anymore. You just know. Like, he, he, you're just, you're just walking and you're just knowing. Like, I just know. And that's actually how prophetic words come out. You can have prophetic words where you're asking God for a word or a picture and then you get the word and then you release it. Or you can actually just trust that God's going to give you on And as you speak, it starts coming out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love those. Right? That's like the next level of prophecy, I, I think. And can we live like that? Where everything we're doing just naturally, it's coming out in a prophetic way. We're living a prophetic lifestyle. And everything is it's about His kingdom. Because what we start doing is we start introspecting everything and putting everything under a microscope. Hallelujah. And that's when... I mean, I could look at the floor here. I'm sure there's dirt on it. If I stare at it long enough, there's going to be dirt. There's no such thing as like pure floor where there's like there's always going to be something, one piece of dust. If you keep looking inwards to go see what's wrong with you, hallelujah, what are you going to find? Something that's wrong with you. Right? So I want to encourage you, if you, you live your life with uh, people that will encourage you in your calling, walk around because what's our, that influence is a good influence. And that's the kind of vitamins that you want to put into your body, not the poison. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Okay, number two. Con the contamination of bad influence is repelled by knowing your identity in Christ. Okay, so that, the contaminate, like, the COVID virus is out there. It can actually, like, affect your life. It can come and attack you. There's going to be bad influence that's going to try and creep up in your life. Hallelujah. Knowing who you are in Christ actually repels it. That means, 
you're trying, I, like, I can see that you're trying to cause me to be angry right now. You're trying to get under my skin. But I know who I am in Christ. I don't need to be valued by you to know that I'm valuable. Hallelujah. And I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to like know who I am. And that's going to be a shield against the poison that you're trying to spit in my ear. Hallelujah. And I, and you know, the, the media and everything that's trying to get at you and trying to bring the spiders in your ear. Hallelujah. We can get rid of them. Because I know who I am in Christ. Yeah, you say it's the end of the world. You say it's bad. Everything's going. I see revival. I see harvest right now. I got different glasses. I got Jesus glasses on. And I could see what God is about to do. And it's going to blow our minds. He's already doing it. Hallelujah. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are cho you're a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation, a people of his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his light. Whew. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So what he's saying, he's saying you're an actual king. You're, a you're a, of a royal priesthood. You're holy. Hallelujah. So he's calling you holy. So when something unholy tries to come, you know that you're holy because God has called you holy. Hallelujah. So you know who you are and you're like, that, ain't, that thing ain't even coming in my gates. Hallelujah. I'm not even going to listen to this rap song. Because okay? <laughs> it's talking about, you know, pimps and I got my Lambo and I got pow, 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 go Man, I, I used to listen to that sound like, don't get me wrong. I like a little bit of, you know, DMX. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, like even even my wife, Bora, like, she can hear, like, one minute of, like, a radio that's not Praise 106, and she's like, eh, can you change it? <laughs> she, it's like, she knows that's that's not my identity. I, I'm, 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 I'm. I'm royalty. Like I know who I am in Christ. Like like royalty know and their actual royalty cares about their actual image. Hallelujah. They care about what people think and it's not a fake thing that you have to put on. It's not a show, but you do it for yourself and you do it for your family. And you do it for the for what God is about to release, for all the plates he's about to give you for you to spin. Hallelujah. Cuz he's got more plates he wants you to spin. He's got more he's got more streams of income that he wants you to have. Hallelujah. He does. Streams, rivers of living water. Hallelujah. There's streams coming. Streams are coming. Hallelujah. Streams. I'm just going to prophesy that right now. Can I do that? Yes. Just take it. I I just prophesy and I declare more streams of income Amen. over your life right now. In the name of, I speak the word, hallelujah, hallelujah. He wants to prosper you. Put ye first the kingdom of God, and all these other things will be added unto you. Praise the Lord. And it works. I've seen it happen in my life. It was a struggle. I put him first, and I saw him give me deliverance in every area of my life. Hallelujah. Every area of my life that I was struggling, God has actually delivered me from. I am a walking testament 
of what God is able to do. Hallelujah. Who hears with me on this? Go on. Who here has got a better life now with Jesus? It's so much better. Man. Some people are just like, I don't know. Like, I've only been a Christian like three weeks. And <laughs> just wait. It's going to get better. <laughs> Two weeks ago. It's going to get better. It's going to get brighter. Amen. The darker it gets, the brighter your light shines. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. We're going to be like lights in the darkness. Hallelujah. Even in Surrey, man, I don't know how many people we've seen almost die right in front of our door. We're gonna come out. Yeah. Gonna... Do you have a sandwich? No, I don't have a sandwich. I got Jesus. Come on, I just do it. <laughs> There's right now. God gave me a revelation, and and this might like be a bit controversial, but when when people know you're trying to help them, they actually don't receive the help. They're reluctant and they're they just want to take the handout, right? But when they don't know you're trying to help them, when they don't know that you have a hidden agenda behind what you're doing, hallelujah, and they get caught in the net, they don't know what hit them, hallelujah. It works. Why do we get prophetic? Because prophetic actually unlocks hearts when someone walks in through these doors and God showed me God could show you something about someone's life and there's nothing weird about that no. okay it's for a good thing yeah. I can actually know the bullseye on that person's heart and I can try to like give him John 316 and I could try to like Bible thump them over the head Hallelujah. But they got something. They got a wall that's up. Hallelujah. And, and you know, there's these like elevator button doors. You press and then the door opens. Hallelujah. God wants to give you the revelation. And he can actually give you the button for a business. He can give you the, the secret button for your family. He can give you the secret button to win a court case. Hallelujah. I've seen it. I've seen it. God gave me revelation. He said, don't serve those papers, Dan. He said, don't serve the papers. And I did not serve the papers. Hallelujah. And then, and then, and then what happened? I won. Why? Because I got, it's not my own revelation. It's the revelation of God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Man, this, that's why it's like, like, let's stop taking detours. Going around the mountain. Come on, he wants to show you what, like, maybe you're focusing on the wrong thing. Maybe he wants you to do it a different way. He wants you to put the net on the other side of the boat. Right? And you got to get the secret and the mystery of God. Once you got the mystery and the secret of, of the blueprint and what he wants to do in your life. Hallelujah. And he can do that for someone else. And when they come in and they walk in to, to this door and I see a bullseye and God showed me that there's actually a, a person that they know. And they're they're being abusive, and they gave me that person's name, and then I asked the person, "Do you know this person by of this name?" And they say, "Yeah, yeah." God wants you to 
blah, blah, blah. He wants you to leave that person. And then the person is like, oh my gosh, like, what just happened? They didn't come in looking for a sandwich. Come on. They got a, they got a Jesus burger. <laughs> Why am I saying this? I'm trying to encourage you guys to not take detours. Because because detours, uh, who likes detours? Anyone? <laughs> the scenic road. Yeah, we got to use God's GPS. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, so so uh, bad bad influence number three, and I'm I'm just gonna close that here. Bad influence will try to contaminate us by trying to block our potential from manifest from a manifestation and the multiplying of it. Okay, so that's that's the goal of bad influence is to stop is to stop the potential in your life from actually being activated hallelujah okay first corinthians chapter 15 verse 36 it says you foolish person what you sow does not come to life unless it dies and now they're talking about the resurrection of the dead okay but there's a principle here and what you sow is not the body that is to be but a bare kennel Perhaps of wheat or of some other grain, but God gives it a body, and He has chosen, and to each kind of seed, and His own body, of its own body. Okay, so. Okay, so a seed. Okay, a seed has a shell. You guys with me? There's an actual shell. Okay, now that shell can be good. If it's protecting from bad things right so sometimes you need a shell okay you need a shell from that's why people put face masks on it's a shell your potential in the seed okay the enemy is trying to get the potential in the seed and kill the seed you don't even know what kind of potential you have inside of you may like you have no idea the potential that's inside of you. Maybe a little bit. It would blow your mind. If God could show you everything you could do with your life, with your family, it would blow your mind. Who's with me? Come on. But then once, here's the thing. So I'm going to finish with this thought. When you're in... The seed, which is the potential, okay, has to be put into the right environment or else the seed will not take root. Who's with me? Yeah. So God has so much potential for us, but unless we actually realize the environment that we're supposed to plant the seed in, the potential is not going to come out. Hallelujah. The body, okay, the shell, there, there's, actual, there's an actual price though, once you're in that environment. Once the seed is in the right ground, in the right environment, there's a price to pay. The shell has to come off. The body has to be broken. Hallelujah. Jesus had to be broken. His body had to be broken. 
because of all the potential that was in him was enough potential to save the whole universe. Hallelujah. And what did, what did the enemies try to do? They tried to influence him. They tried to cause him to, to not be able to be in the right environment where he was actually on the cross and to break the body off of him to be sewn into the ground, hallelujah, for three days so that he could rise up again, come on, into everything that he's called to be. So, so maybe one, like that's what starts happening is people, they're actually put in the right environment, but then they don't understand that there's a cost. Okay, and, and then they, they, they want to get off the cross. But the, you got to go through the cross. You got to put in the work. There's sweat, there's work, there's a sacrifice. Even when you find a, a, a new mate, there's a sacrifice to make to actually be planted firmly in the relationship. Hallelujah. Because on that third day, when your body has been put under subjection and your body has been broken, what's going to come out of that relationship is actually going to be stronger, it's going to have more life, and it's going to last a lot longer. Hallelujah. Woo, come on. Jesus is the light of this world. His body was broken for us. And I love what Jesus did, is that all of this, the sickness of the world and all of the badness of the world tried to come on him. It actually came on him. He actually took it upon himself so we don't have to. He took on all the sin of the world. And he broke his body and that seed went into the ground. Hallelujah. And after three days, he rose again. And that potential that was inside of him was fully released to the fullness of what it was called to do. And that's what we need to do. We need to be able to sacrifice our bodies. We need to be able to sacrifice our egos. Hallelujah. So that we can let God actually plant us in the right atmosphere so that we can be fruitful. And there's going to be wheat and there's going to be a harvest of goodness in your life. Hallelujah. So why don't we just stand up tonight?